This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the lonely. Welcome back to the show. Listen to Your Single Friend is back, baby. Season two. I'm so excited, y'all. I cannot believe it. Um, Wow. We just have had so much growth in the off season. So first and foremost, if you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, For all of my new listeners, I am super, super excited Y'all, I ended up taking the whole summer off, (laughs) as you guys can tell. And honestly, it's because I deserved, okay? But (laughs) I missed you guys so much in the off-season. I mean, not really, because, like, we've very much been on on the social media. Like, we've been keeping it live on a social media account. So we really haven't spent that much time apart, but I have missed being on your airways, in your ear pods, in your car, whatever. And I just have so much shit to talk. OMG. Like, we got some catching up to do, y'all. Like, we got some catching up to do. <laughs> so uh, if you follow me on socials, you do know that we have the summer bucket list challenge going on right now. Uh, y'all were, like, really quiet about this challenge. So we probably will be extending this to the fall. Um, It's such a pet peeve when people say like the summer's over as soon as September starts. The summer does not officially end until like, I think it's September 21st. I have to Google it, but it doesn't end until like the third week of September. So y'all still got about a week left. Uh, It's a lot of fun stuff on that bucket list, like letting someone set you up on a blind date or sliding into someone's DMs and like all of it isn't even dating related like some of it is like self-work stuff like going to staycation do a boudoir shoot attend a therapy session because child we need it (laughs) um I honestly myself full you know disclosure I have only knocked a few things off the list myself because I've been keeping busy um but I'm probably gonna extend it for myself too so it's not just y'all Before we get into the show, I just want to give you guys like a sneak peek at what I've been working on, what's been up my sleeve. I am getting a Patreon. I'm super excited. Uh, This show has just been doing so well. And I just want like my loyal listeners to get a chance to have so much more access to me. One of the most rewarding parts of doing this show is just getting to talk to you guys um, and getting to communicate with y'all and y'all telling me your stories. Y'all tell me what y'all are dealing with. And I'll be updating y'all on my business too. If y'all catch me on a good day, I'll be telling y'all about my dates. I'll be telling y'all all my business. Um, you know, when I'm actively dating someone, I don't like to talk about it on the show for privacy pers- purposes. Um, and also just not to jinx shit, you know, but as much as y'all lean on me, I be leaning on y'all too. So I just feel like we are a community and I absolutely love that. Um, as the page is growing, it is a little bit harder for me to keep up with some of the DMs. So we're about to have our own little private community, y'all. <laughs> like I'm super, super excited about that uh, because I feel like, you know, my big focus for this season two is just community and just me pouring into y'all and y'all pouring into me and just having this community aspect. So um, also beyond, 
you know, just the bonus content that you will get with normal Patreons. You guys will just get the chance to have um, more access to me in other ways, such as like I'll be offering dating profile reviews. And even on a certain tier, I'll be doing consults on messages because y'all are good for screenshotting me some messages and won't let me use it for screenshot Friday. But y'all will have me like, well, how should I respond to this? That kind of thing. So that's kind of like the sort of idea for this Patreon, just access to me, you know, on a day-to-day level, but access to me when it comes to your dating lives and some of the stuff you guys DM me about. So I'm just super excited to connect with everybody on a more personal level. Um, So just look out for that drop for the Patreon. Um, As you guys know, I've also been working on merch. If you go to the website, you will see that the merch tab is already up there. Um, I will let y'all know the official launch date, Um, but I'm just super, super excited about that. Um, So merchandise, Patreon, and finally, I have a big ass giveaway (laughs) that's coming up in the coming weeks. I've already started to receive some of the pieces of this giveaway and I'm really, really excited, guys. I just, I like I said, like, I love y'all so much and I appreciate the sh- support that you guys show me. So this giveaway, this giveaway is going to be huge. Like, y'all are not going to want to miss this. I want to win this giveaway myself. It's going to be so good. Um, I'm just so excited about everything that's in the works and it's just awesome to have you guys support. Um, and I just wanted to show y'all some love for holding me down. So keep a lookout for those three things. That being said, stay tuned. Uh, this season two kickoff episode, we are going to be talking about aging out. So let's just keep the discussion going. Um, Instagram and Facebook is listen to your single friend. Twitter, your single F-R-N-D. Uh, make sure to tune into our accounts on Fridays for Screenshot Friday. Listen to your single friend is a book, blah, 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 blah. I already told y'all, sign up for that mailing list. <laughs> I keep getting harassed about doing this intro with talking about a release date, knowing good and damn well this book is not done. Um, But yeah, if you would like more information about the book, please just sign up for the mailing list. When it is done, you will be the first to know, okay? Go to the website, listen to your single friend.com. And remember, I am also uploading these episodes to YouTube. Um, now that I kind of have my own little office space, I am getting a little bit more comfortable with being front facing on the camera. And so I'm going to be uploading some not podcast specific things to the YouTube channel as well. So just follow that if you want to see some fun stuff. Hi guys, this is Jasmine Caress in post-production with a quick disclaimer, because y'all love my disclaimers. <laughs> um, as you'll notice, my voice is a little bit icky um, and stuffy during this episode. I do have sinus allergies. I have held off on this episode as long as I could have. It's been over a week and I really wanted to get this episode out onto your airways. Um, So you will notice that uh, my voice is just a little bit icky. Um, Sometimes I legit just cannot breathe and I would have to take a break, y'all. So just be patient with me. I know I sound horrible. Um, I am doing a lot better um, as far as the allergies go, but you know, still just on the end of this sinus issue. So just wanted to let you guys know that. And hopefully next week I will have a full recovery. All right, guys, now it's time for the quote of the day. The quote of the day is single is an opportunity to live life on your own terms and not apologize. I love this because heavy on the not apologize. Like I stopped playing low a long time ago. I am living my best 
life. And I'm not going back and forth with y'all about it. <laughs> like, it's just too much shaming of single women in particular. And obviously, that is why I have this platform and have this show. I'm just overall that it's an opportunity to live life on your own terms, not by what society dictates. Um, and just don't be apologetic about it. You know what I mean? People ask you if you're single, like it's something bad. Fuck all of that. Like, yes, I'm single. And what about it? Like, it's not a negative thing. And so that is just one of my biggest things is not being indoctrinated by this idea that single is something we got to apologize for or be, you know, shamed about. So that is your quote of the day. Now it's time for Goals and Goofies. If you are new to this show, basically this is just a segment where we talk about the latest goings on on Twitter, on Instagram, anything that has gone viral, celebrity gossip, but specific to dating relationships and the single life. So basically pop culture, but specific to single shit, relationship shit, that kind of stuff. So If you've been on Twitter, both of these are going to be um, Twitter things. So there was this viral thread that I want to, I'm going to read. I'll probably read most of it. We'll see how much I get through. Uh, But this is is goals this week. This guy, his at is Solomon Missouri, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, Missouri, like the state. Um, So you guys may have heard Steph Curry's parents are divorcing after 30 plus years of marriage. So this guy, Solomon Missouri, he retweets it and is like, bud, let me tell y'all something. You don't want to be out here. He's saying this in like, as if he's talking to Dale Curry. He was like, you think you want to be out here because you're not out here. But when you out here, you ain't going to want to be out here no more. Last time you was out here, out here was different. You think it's something better. I come to let you know the best you're going to get is what you already got. I don't know why you don't want to do the work. You're going to come out here and ain't going to like it. All they do is start podcasts and start talking about plate fixing. 14 minutes being out here, you're going to start saying these females. If you can make it work, do so. You don't want to be out here learning TikTok dances and falling off milk crates. Love the wife of your youth, but they want rounds now. You better pray about coming out here. You think it's a game till you in the middle of 60K people in a panty and she pointing her finger at you all hard, rapping flow Millie lyrics. <laughs> Do you like turmeric, charcoal, ice cream? You better learn to like it. You don't know nothing about Sneaky Link. Now you knocking on the door of a 22-year-old with three other roommates because she got a side piece. <laughs> You're going to be wearing a hottie shirt by Thanksgiving. You better ask your wife to forgive you. You better go listen to Lemonade and pray about it. You don't have the cholesterol to be out here. They not eating butter pecan no more. Bluebell ain't out here. You're going to be chasing, I don't even know what that is. Cialis? C-I-A-L-I-S with Red Bull. Okay, I guess that's a liquor. (laughs) Do you know what group chat is? You better learn. Because you finna be the subject, facts. (laughs) Do you know how to make a mimosa? Tulum? These people are 60% crab leg, 30% iced coffee, and 10% vape pen. Beloved, whatever went wrong, go back and make it right. They pegging out here. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. These people are the children of Rihanna, born in the fires of chaos. You ready to leave your wife for 30 years till you wake up and your body is surrounded by rose quartz and moon water. My message to Dale Curry is simple. 
go home and be a family man. Y'all, this was funny as hell. <laughs> and I had to put this in this segment because this man went off. You could tell he dating is ghetto. I did a whole episode about, well, I, that episode was dating apps are ghetto. <laughs> but I did a whole episode about, you know, like dating is ghetto. It's the pits. And damn, like I do get his perspective. Some of these older guys think the streets is lit because they're not in the streets. But y'all get in the streets for 10 seconds and y'all like, damn, it is ghetto as hell out here. We be trying to tell y'all. Like, people be listening to my show and they're like, is it really that bad, Jasmine? And then they look at Screenshot Friday and all the bullshit and they're like, dang, I don't know how y'all do it. Exactly. So stay on your side of the grass. Specifically the men, they be having these midlife crises and shit and want to date a 22-year-old. Like, no, sir, this ain't it. (laughs) But I thought this was funny as hell. Not specifically goals, but yes, because he's telling this man, get your shit together and work it out with your wife. Okay? All right, guys, now it's time for Goofies. So another Twitter shenanigan. Let me find his Twitter account. Should I even say it? Because it's some goofy shit. Um, no, nah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's at S-U-L-I breaks, Sully breaks. So he was like, he got a verified check. I wonder why. So it says, my wife always wants me to buy her flowers, but I don't. I honestly don't understand what's the big deal with flowers. Am I missing something? Y'all, they dragged this man to hell and back. <laughs> because your wife, just want you to buy flowers. Flowers, if you walk into a grocery store right now, you can get like six roses for like $6.99. I know because I've been buying myself flowers. Like flowers are cheap. And if you want to get something good and fancy, get something good and fancy. But like she says she wants something so simple and you openly admit she'd be asking for this, but I don't do it. What's the big deal? Are you fucking kidding me? If it's one thing, man, it's got... If it's one thing men got, (laughs) it's a motherfucking nerve and audacity. Are you serious, dude? I mean, very ghetto. I would be embarrassed if I was his wife. This nigga can't even get you. I stay out of married people's business, y'all. All I know is... I want better for the girls of the world. I really want better for y'all. I want y'all to deal with and marry men who keep your happiness at the forefront and do things that even if it's silly to them, will make you happy. It's a lot of silly shit that men like. Like they want you to sit there and watch football with them. I don't wanna do that shit. (laughs) But we do things to make our partners happy. Sometimes we gotta compromise if it's something that we don't feel like doing. So I just don't understand why a person would openly admit that they do not do this thing for their spouse, for their wife. It's giving ghetto. This is goofy as fuck. He got dragged to hell and back because it's just like, it's not about the flowers. It's about the nice gesture. And I'd be curious to know what her love language is. But just like, I just don't get why you would openly admit to this. I wonder if his wife has a Twitter. Because if so, she should respond to this. But this is just embarrassing. Like, this is another thing about men. Don't embarrass me. Like, if you're going to do stupid shit, do it behind the scenes. Everybody on the internet, everybody on the Twitters did not need to know that you just be doing dumb shit or actively not doing dumb shit, like just getting me flowers. It's just really not that complicated. It's not about the flowers. It's about a nice gesture from her husband. Men listening, 
Don't be dumb. If she says she wants a Snickers bar, go buy her a fucking Snickers. I don't care if you don't like Snickers. Just do it. <laughs> like, we we compromise. We do things for the people that we love and we care about. So this dude is goofy as fuck because, ew, very ghetto. Buy your wife some flowers. Yuck. Or another man will. Anyways, um, I am certain y'all want me to address something that happened in the offseason, which was Portia and Fallon and this very interesting scenario on Real Housewives, I feel like what's been needing to be said about it has been said. I don't, I told y'all I don't watch the housewife shit. (laughs) I told y'all I don't watch that stuff. Um, But my understanding of the franchises is they bring on new people and they have current cast members introduce them like they're a friend. So I don't know if they were actually friends in real life other than like what production made them set up. So I don't know. Some of y'all be watching too much of this reality show stuff and thinking it's real. Like they don't always know these people before they introduce new cast members. They find new cast members that they think would be a good fit of the show. And then they make current cast members say, oh, this is my friend. It's not just, I ran into this bitch in a coffee shop and now she, you know, was on the show. Like they have to introduce them. So they make it seem like they're a friend of that person. So, you know, the whole, she was at, I'm, I'm not siding with Portia, but I'm just siding on like what makes sense in this like, this is reality TV. Like y'all would be surprised about how a lot of this shit is just made up. Um, so I don't really know the extent of their relationship before, but I do just need to give, make sure that y'all have like <laughs> some understanding that this is not always as it seems, but if they were friends, obviously it's a fucked up situation. The guy ain't even cute. Portia clearly here for the money. I hope it's worth it because she's literally ruining her reputation. But I did hear he balling out of control. And then Fallon got her a new little young ting and he cute. So I'm just like, I feel like Fallon won in this. Is, is her name Fallon? I hope so. Um, Fallon won in this situation. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Y'all want me to go into a spill about it? Hit me up. I'll go into a spill about it and break it down. But I just, I told y'all I don't do the housewives stuff. So I will just leave it at that. But that is your goofies for this week, guys. Today, I wanted to discuss this idea of aging out and how it impacts singles. So y'all have heard the terms like old maid or spinster or any sort of like negative terms that they used back in the day to dis specifically women who were not yet married. And usually these women were 30. (laughs) Like it was such a different time back then when marrying was literally a woman's only job and people were having kids and married by like 21. Um, But this icky idea that an unmarried woman is something negative still continues to permeate our culture. And y'all already know why I stand on that. Fuck this shit. Like, no. (laughs) I do not like the negative connotation with singleness, period. But specifically when it's women, when it's women and when women are of a certain age. So that's what we're talking about today. Aging out. So... My birthday is September 7th at the time of recording this just last week. Um, And I am just such a birthday girl. I don't know about y'all, but like I make a big ass deal out of birthdays. I usually have a weekend of events or I'm planning a trip or just doing something like 
extravagant. Like I like experiences. So it's, I'm always going to make a thing out of my birthday and I'm an event planner. So it's really going to be like a grand experience, even if it's a bunch of little things. I celebrated all last weekend. Um, I planned on doing a lot more, but like I said, these child, these Chinese is trying to take me out. Okay. So <laughs> I've been chilling for the rest of the week, but, um, I don't know. Birthdays are just cool. And I love evaluating my life and my year. I love like thinking about my goals and just getting excited about what this next age and chapter will bring. Um, I love the feelings of love and support from my friends and family that you get on birthdays. And just that high that you feel like, it's my birthday, one time for the birthday, bitch. You know, like, that birthday swag hit different. <laughs> but, like, there is always this sneaky little feeling that creeps in around birthday time for me specifically, is that I'm so single. Each time I plan out my birthday, which is usually a month in advance, I always wonder, like, Will I have met someone special by then? Like, once August hits, I'm birthday planning. And I'm also thinking, dang, am I going to have me, like, a little booth thing that can come to my birthday dinner or something like that? Um, you know, just someone I have a good connection and good compatibility with that I'm interested in. Because a lot can happen in a month, right? <laughs> like, I always keep hope alive. Every August, I'm like, I can meet somebody by my birthday. <laughs> and I never do. So, um... I don't know. Every birthday for the past several years, I've just had this thought like about just being single around my birthday because, you know, I am getting older. Um, as of last week, I am 29, which means this is the last year of my 20s, which means I'm basically 30, which basically means it's downhill from here. Right? <laughs> Wrong. So, like I said, this concept around datability by a certain age is bullshit. Like, for me, it's about to be lit over here. Like, society wants us to think women have aged out at 30, and that's just such an old concept. I mean, I'm talking centuries? Very much decades. Probably decades. No, it's probably centuries, too. It is a very old concept when women had no job but to marry. So, of course, an uh, unmarried woman but looked, you know... It looked bad back in the day. But also the parameters around marriage were different back in the day. Women were marrying for their livelihoods. Now we ain't gonna do shit because we can make our own money. <laughs> and I kind of talked about this on, um, I can't remember what number that episode was. It was eight or nine, but the history of hookup culture and about how dating used to be and how you know relationships used to be. But things have changed. So it's just frustrating that we're still holding on to this idea that 30 is it. Yes, things will change at 30. You know what I mean? But, and those are just more like physical stuff. You don't bounce back shit. I don't bounce back from hangovers now <laughs> like I used to, child. But, you know, things do change at 30 physically and hopefully emotionally. Hopefully people are growing and changing and getting better. But we still just have this ugly concept that 30 is it. And it's not just women, honestly. I was talking to one of my friends and he said, 30 is the hill in the gay community. And so I'm just like, I thought that was so funny. 30 is the hill. Like, it's like all this pressure to be something or to have something to show for yourself by a certain age. And the whole concept is just completely ridiculous to me. 
One thing I always want to emphasize is that your love life is a piece of the pie. It is not your entire life. It is not your identity. Even when I become a wife or a mother, that is not who I am. It's a part of who I am. Right now, I am a woman who happens to be single. I am a woman who is dating. The title of this platform is a play on a phrase, but I am not just a single woman, some single friend. I am a person, a black woman, a sister, a friend, a boss, whatever. I am just so many things, so many things. I am not someone else's, I am not someone else's person right now, but that doesn't make me any less than. And the older I get, the more I realize that like my other roles and titles are just as important as the romantic role that I want to play eventually. I want to be a wife eventually, and that's going to be a big deal for me, but I'm still a lot of these other things, and those things are just as important. So when it does happen for me, it'll just be another piece of the pie. And it's just so important for me and for everyone else listening that we just stop centralizing romantic love in our lives and in our narratives When I'm old and gray and I look back on my story, y'all, I want to have made an impact on the world in so many ways, so many ways. Falling in love, is just going to be a piece of that story, but it's not the full picture. So maybe if you think of it from that perspective, (laughs) you'll realize how much right now, yes, we're in our late 20s, mid 20s, whatever, early 30s, but Right now, we're just hyper-focused on this one thing because we got the careers and we got the friends and we got the family. Like, play up on those roles or create new roles for yourself. Become a philanthropist. Become a boss. Become an entrepreneur. Do your thing. But you don't have to centralize this one piece of the pie and make it seem like you're a failure because you don't have that portion. So, and another thing, like, when I look back at my life, I kind of (laughs) laugh about where I thought I was going to be at this age, I swore, I swore I was going to be married at 25 and have at least two kids by now. At least two kids. Child, 25 is young as hell. Let me say that. I was a toddler at 25. Honestly, I am just a step above toddler now. Like a preschooler, if you will. Like I'm an adult, but I'm not like, and a dot, a dot, you know, <laughs> like I can barely feed myself three meals a day. Fuck. I look like feeding a whole baby. I got to keep somebody else alive and fed. That's ghetto. <laughs> like what? I can't even keep myself. Well, no, nah, I can't even keep myself fed. Barely. How many meals did I have today? I didn't have one full meal today. I had bits and pieces of food, but it's almost seven o'clock. And then it's going to take me an hour to record this and hours to edit this. Like, I'm not even going to even eat like one full meal today. Like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to eat dinner like after this is done, but it's going to be late as hell. Like, when you have a husband and kids, you got to like make sure they eat. (laughs) Like, that's just a bare minimum. Like, I don't know. I'm just not ready. I look at my friends who did get married after college and started families now. And I'm just like, girl, that could not have been me. And it's not Shay. It just literally could not have been me. I don't know where I got this idea that 25 was it, but 25 came and it went and I am happy. I was not being ridiculous and holding myself to this dumbass timeline because no, I just, I'm 29 now and I have friends 
who have kids and I'm starting to be more involved, you know, in their lives as they're raising the children. I got to feed babies and, you know, I'm on the, um, I'm on the list for one of um, my nieces for her being picked up from her daycare. So like, there's the responsibilities there. Like I'm just starting to get, you know, this parenting thing, meal piece to me through proxy from my other friends and family who have kids. So it's slow and short, but it's coming. But I'm just realizing like babies are cute, but they're a lot of work. And at 25, I was not about that life. Oh my God. I just really, if I could have talked to myself back then and the pressure I was putting on myself then, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready at 25. I wasn't ready back then. I wasn't ready at 26 or 27. I feel like just now at 28, I'm starting to grasp that, you know? And I am excited about my role eventually as a wife and a mother, but I just have so much I want to do before family planning. And families don't stop a show, but it does make things a little harder because you have other priorities. I be seeing shade from moms in their 20s about getting to live their best life when they're in their late 30s because their kids are going to be independent, where women like me, we just going to be starting. (laughs) So it used to frustrate me. I'm just like, dang, my kids are going to be, you know, younger. My friend's kids are going to be babysitting my kids at this rate. I'm going to be the oldest mom in the bunch. You know what I mean? Um, Or the... uh, the oldest mom, yeah, yeah, the oldest mom in the bunch. When I, you know, I'm gonna have some little kindergartners, the other mom's gonna be in their 20s, I'm gonna be damn near 35, whatever. Um, but I just kind of accepted <laughs> like that I'm gonna be a, a quote unquote older mother. I don't believe in that concept. My coworker was like, I started having kids at 33. I was an old mom. Like, once you get close enough to that age, you're like, that's not old at all. But we're going back to this old theory about people getting married young and people having kids young. And we've seen a shift with that happening. But a lot of us, we personally still uphold a lot of these old ideas. So it used to frustrate me when these, you know, 20-something moms would, you know, say shady shit. But I mean, also, let's be honest, some of these women are just secretly or outwardly resentful because they wanted to have more fun in their 20s pre-family. So y'all can keep the shade, baby. But (laughs) we're honestly just on different life paths. You know, I will be in theory, what is an older mother? I'm 25 now. I ain't got no plans on getting knocked up no time soon. I want to be a wife first. Um, And honestly, I'm just okay with that. I'm I'm okay with being on a quote unquote different path. I... (sighs) We just got to erase this idea that it's a different path. I'm just going to have kids later on in life. Like, I'm not on a different path. There's not something wrong with me. So I just really want us to erase these crazy ideas. My timeline is my own. I am on the path that I am supposed to be on. Kids are bad and parenting is hard. And I am not jealous of y'all at all in that aspect. Um, but I, I have truly made peace with being an older parent. So I will just put that out there, but I still want someone to do life with y'all know, y'all knew I was coming with this, like, and getting older, it's just so scary because like, as a woman in society's eyes, you know, your start, your stock starts to go down and it's not just society. I did trivia on this a while back 
family and friends, family and parents specifically at pressure too. You know, they'll be like, oh, so what happened to that one guy you were seeing? And I'll be like, oh, he wasn't emotionally available. It didn't work out. And they'll be like, well, you sure you aren't being too hard on him? What part of he wasn't trying to settle down and just wanted to have a situationship don't you understand? Like, it's so frustrating having to fucking explain to people, like, if I tell you that it didn't work out because of X, Y, Z, except what I told you, it's always, well, you sure you wasn't blah, 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 blah. It's a wrap. It didn't work out, okay? Especially if I tell you why it didn't work out. Some men just want situationships. It is what it is. And ain't nothing about that, me being too hard on them. There could have been times in that process where I was hard on them, but two things can be true at once. And I could have been being hard on them and also he wasn't emotionally available. It just is what it is. It just is what it is. So it's just so difficult when you get older because like, I feel like, our families get frustrated for us, but like, you're not helping at all. Like, stop telling me to settle or take what I can get. I'm going to get what the fuck I want. And if I'm 25, when I'm get it, so be it because I'm not settling. And I just want to say a regular fuck you to society and family and these silly ass timelines and all this pressure that gets put on single women. But we're here for honesty, right? As we age, for women, the clock starts. And ain't that about a bitch? Like, I really have about seven to eight years to start popping out some crumb snatchers out my lady bitch before getting and staying pregnant becomes harder. Like, for women, we've already been feeling the pressure in our mid-20s and is now magnified because of this fucking biological clock. For those of us who want kids... The window, in theory, it has a time limit. Like, it's closing. And I feel like this logic makes women do a lot of dumb shit. Like, marry men that they are not supposed to, or be loose with contraceptives with men who are barely good boyfriends. Like, I've legit seen women talking about having babies with men that they just started dating because they wanted kids by a certain time. And I was just like, girl, what? You don't even know him. Like, I get it. The clock is real. And and let's just address this biological clock thing. There are options, y'all. And some of y'all about to be mad because y'all don't want to hear them because we have this picture perfect way of what our life is supposed to look like in our heads. But there are options. And then let's just think about this. This whole, you know, I need to be married by this time and have kids by a certain time. Where do we get that from? Like, we really have to think about where this picture-perfect idea, where this timeline, where did it come from about what our life is supposed to look like? Where did all this come from? Society? Because I already said, fuck them. Your family and friends? I said, fuck them too. You can tell them I said it. (laughs) Like, where did this picture-perfect idea come from? The biological clock is a real thing. But like I said, there are options. Janet Jackson became a mom at like 50. Yes, she's a Virginianaire, and I think her baby daddy was a Virginianaire too, but she had a kid way later in life. You can also freeze your eggs. And finally, there is adoption. I know early 30s women who are in the freezing process already, and I'm actually going to be dedicating a whole episode to this. So, you know, I know some women who are starting it, but not particularly comfortable like talking about it. So if you do know a woman who has started the process or is done with the process or 
froze her eggs and then later on went back and got them. Please recommend them to me because I want to do a whole episode dedicated to this specifically. But I just say all this really quickly just to say that we have options. So like we have to stop doing this clock thing to ourselves and to each other. Like we're torturing ourselves emotionally and we have options. Like stop with the shenanigans. I read somewhere that the people who are unhappy are the people who get stuck in one way of doing things. The people who are unhappy are the people who get stuck in one way of doing things. We got to think outside the box. And I think that applies to all facets of life, honestly. But then that just goes back to my earlier question. What is the box and who told us we had to be in it? I will say that it is unfair that our male peers have gotten to live their best bachelor life. And now they have all the pickings in the world to settle down with whenever they're ready to settle down. Like, I heard this guy say, like, it's about being that girl, but also being that girl at the right time. You could be the right girl for a guy, but if he's not ready to settle down, it doesn't matter. But he could meet an okay girl, but she's there at the right time, and he'll be willing to settle down. I'll have to bring one of the guys on the show to talk about that concept, but I, I think that there's a little bit of truth to that, being the right girl at the right time, of course. Um, but for the ladies, I just want y'all to stop falling victim to this whole numbers game. Like I've had men legit tell me on the first date that, you know, he's looking for a wife and he's tired of playing games. I'm sure many of y'all have heard this and then proceeded to play games anyway. (sighs) What? (laughs) Like late twenties and thirties is just so great for men. Why? Because They have all these desperate ass late 20s and 30 something women to pick from. And we're all not desperate because we're late 20s and early 30s or mid 30s, but it'd be a lot of desperate ass late 20s and 30s women. And I'm just a messenger. Y'all do not get an attitude with me. Just hear me out for a second. Some women meet the guy and starts pressing him way too soon because I'm getting older and I don't have time to waste. Okay, sis. And this is why some of y'all keep getting finessed. Do y'all think that men don't know this? Do y'all really think that men don't know that we get pressured by everyone in our lives to settle down? Do y'all really think that men don't know that we have been feeling this pressure for years? Do y'all really think that men don't know that most of us who want marriage want it around this age range? Do y'all think that men don't know that we ourselves have this own timeline for us. They know, they know, and they will use that shit against you. Not all of them, but some of them. (laughs) Like I've heard so many men say that they want a wife and then just proceed to do fuck shit because they have so many options and they don't have this clock. They don't have this idea hanging over them. For women, it feels like options get slimmer (laughs) and for men it's overwhelming because they do have so many options and so for them is who is the right girl I feel like men are afraid to choose the wrong one women are afraid to not get one at all I found this on the internet um and I just wanted to share this with you guys so it says an associate was dating this guy she is in her 30s and he is in his 40s there is about a 10 year difference Both make way into the six figures, never been married, and neither wants kids. 
Both are marriage-minded, but on different time frames. They were dating for about a year, and she was telling him she wants to get married, and he agrees, but wanted to wait a while. They were talking about selling both their houses and buying one of the million-dollar homes in D.C. They went on a trip together to Jamaica, and she told me she thought he was going to propose. They took the trip, and he didn't. He just wanted to do something big for their year anniversary. The last day they got into an argument because he didn't um, propose and she broke up with him. Now she has been single in the D.C. area for almost six months and dating slash men are anything like when she was with him. She tried to get back with him and he isn't interested. The fellas have him out in the streets and traveling to other countries and he sees he has lots of options. He is a nerdy engineer that was happy with her when they were together. She now regrets letting him go and is in therapy for depression. I understand everyone has a timeline for when they want to achieve a goal, but you can't rush someone into something they aren't ready for. So I thought that was such an interesting story because I'm just like, yeah, sis kind of pressed it with the whole, why didn't you propose at this specific time? Uh, but also she wants to get married and neither of them want kids. So what the fuck is the hold up? Like, I just need to know. And there she's in her thirties and he's in his forties and there's a 10 year difference. So that means she's at least early thirties, at least mid thirties. Um, I just need to know how long some of y'all are and how many years y'all plan on waiting until engagement. It really does not take that long. I just posted something on the stories the other day about um, a girl was with her man for four years. He proposed to the new girl six months later. And I've seen it in real life. Like men will waste five years of a woman's time and be proposed to the next one in 12 months. Like, I'm pushing 30 and I will not force a proposal after a year, but a man I am seeing also will not have several of these, uh, childbearing years to figure out if he wants me to be his wife. Like she was already in her thirties. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, I don't think that she's, I think that she jumped the gun. I think she did way too much. And this is what I was talking about, about women in these timelines and how we play ourselves and get finessed. I also thought it was very funny that now she out in the streets and she's like, uh-uh, I ain't fucking with this. Like, girl, <laughs> he did not want to marry you. Y'all are getting ready to buy a house together. But all of a sudden marriage is, is just too much. It takes longer to buy a house. It's more complicated and convoluted to buy a house than it is to get married, especially in DC. In D.C., you apply for the marriage license, the officiant signs it, and they send it in the mail. I know because I'm a planner in D.C. It is not that complicated. And it costs, I can't remember the cost, but it's not $50. It's not even that much. It is, and actually, during the pandemic, D.C. was letting them do it online. They was letting them do the application process online. So I'm just saying it's really not that complicated. I don't know if she wanted a big to do wedding or whatever the case may be. I know, you know, when people get to a certain age, they don't want the big to do with the wedding. You know, they just want to be married to their person. Sis jumped the gun so much and then cussed him out because he didn't do the thing when she wanted him to do the thing. Um, but also <laughs> they are older and I'm about to get cussed out for this, but he in his 40s and ain't been married yet, baby. Like, 
it's not a red flag, but it can be a red flag if it need to be. <laughs> and in this situation, it's kind of like, I, I, I kind of see why he hasn't been married yet. I, I don't understand what he's waiting for. Um, all I have to say is she's in her thirties already. She's going to thank herself that she's just not some glorified girlfriend or baby mama in case they, you know, she happens to get pregnant accidentally or whatever. Cause she's, they didn't want kids, but stop settling for bullshit just to say you have someone like the writing was on the wall here. He clearly had no intentions of marriage and that house was just going to buy him time just so she could be a living girlfriend at that point. They too goddamn old for that shit. It's I'm at the point where I don't even like calling dudes boyfriends. Like I'm grown. This is my man friend. <laughs> But I just talk about often how ghetto it is to be dating. And I do feel bad about the culture shock that newly single women have. And I can do an episode on being newly single too. But to go running back to some mediocre shit because you're afraid of trying again is pure garbage. I feel like the theme here is how women operate from a place of lack. Sister girl was tripping, but he don't want her back. And so it's like, if it really was about the fact that they got into the argument and she jumped the gun or whatever, I feel like he, if he really wanted to be with her and she was just doing too much, he could have shown her some grace. Like, look, you're tripping. It's not that I didn't want to marry you at all. I just didn't want to marry you right at that moment. You're doing too much. Like, it could have been as simple as that. But he don't want her back now. It is what it is, sis, move on. And a nice guy hasn't shown up and now you're running to a guy who's giving you an okay experience because dating is ghetto. Like, stop this shit. She could have used that nice ass salary that she has and hire a pro matchmaker that gets paid to connect her with quality men. Like, it's the settling for me and I need us all to do better. I want us to do better and not keep falling victim to this. And that goes for me too. When the white right man says he looking for a wife, I'm like, ooh, ooh, over here. Like, <laughs> you know, if it's a guy that you like, you're like, it's me. I am wife, you know? Um, but I just had to start thinking about this di very, very differently. Do I want you to be my husband? And these men got options, but so do I. Get in line with the rest of them. And let's sidestep really quickly. There is this subset of women who like refuse to date at all. And I bring this up on occasion because they are dating for marriage. And I feel like they are extremely heavy handed with this behavior. Like old girl was in that example I just read off. Like don't go out like this, y'all. Do not play yourselves. In order to date for marriage, you do actually have to date. A husband is not gonna walk up to you with husband rubber stamped on his forehead. And even when you do meet him, do not choke him out and just like, well, we have to do this by a certain date. And if this doesn't happen, then that means like, relax. Like you should have a general, at a certain age, you should have a general consensus. Like, all right, I ain't gonna be no girlfriend for five years. But it also should be included with other parameters. Like I ain't gonna live with your ass either. You know what I mean? Like have your boundaries and stick to them. Um, but at the end of the day, just don't go out <laughs> bad like this. Don't be thirsty, but also don't be desperate. Like I just really want better for women and to stop falling victim to these numbers, the age, the biological clock, the options and this, you know, presumed lack thereof. But to bring it back, I do want love. I want companionship. I want a partner. I want a confident, confidant. 
I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> I want someone to confide in. I want romance. And I want to be married for a few years before having kids. <laughs> like for me, I'm less concerned about not finding the one. I know I'm going to find him. I'm just more concerned that I'm going to find him and I'm going to have to pop out babies right after we get married. So I don't know. I, I get the whole pressure and I get the whole timeline. I do have, you know, ideas in my head of what things are supposed to look like. I want to travel with my husband before we start getting these little rugrats, you know, but I am on my own path. I'm on my own journey. So I'm just going to do my thing. But at this point, <laughs> I don't got no husband prospects. I ain't got no boyfriend prospects. Niggas not even texting me back at this point, y'all. Like, I'm ready to fold. <laughs> like, it does get to the point where you're just like, it would be different if I at least had some options. You know what I mean? Like, if I at least had someone I was dating or someone that was into me like that or a boyfriend, like, getting older would not be so bad if there was at least a glimmer of hope. <laughs> Birthday reflections quickly turn to frustrations. When, I, when I'm dating a guy, like, I have a tendency to get ahead of myself. Like, things will be going well and then, like, I just start panicking and overthinking and I just get so nervous that I'm wasting my time. One of my biggest things is I don't want to get played. And so I just start coming down with like this rare illness called self-sabotage. <laughs> and like, I have some really, really good friends and a really, really group of, good group of people around me who just be having a foot on my neck, y'all. And just stop telling me to stop doing this self-sabotaging. And I'm going to tell y'all to do the same. Don't give into the societal pressure. Don't let these men play in your face, but also don't ruin a good thing before it even had the chance to present itself. I will tell you this. I refuse to spend the last year of my 20s feeling sorry for myself. Like, I want to experience certain things with a partner. I want to be in love again. I just want to consistently date someone who is compatible with me. But I feel like I've been way too busy so many years focusing on what I do not have. And not enough time focusing on what I do. Like, it's the mindset of lack that I keep coming back to. Throwing birthday parties and pity parties at the same time is not cute. And I, for one, am not doing that shit anymore. I just read this meme about how, like, young women, um, we need to stop. Or it, it was something like young women need to, you know, stop worrying about getting married at 23 and worry about themselves, worry about school, worry about solo trips, you know, doing their own thing. And it was supposed to be an encouraging message in this Facebook group. And of course, the bitter men come around and they're just like, oh, y'all just going to be too busy partying and turning up that y'all are going to miss out on something good. Even some women were like, this is how you stay single forever. This is how you never find a husband. Excuse me. <laughs> this is exactly the shit that I be talking about. We telling 23-year-old girls that living your best life finishing school, building your businesses, going on your trips, having a good fucking time at 23 means you're never going to find a partner, means you're always going to be single. You know, like, what the fuck? Like, I really, I am saying this, but I charge y'all with this task to start addressing people when they say nonsense like this. That meme was about a 23-year-old girl. But fuck it, if it was about a 30-year-old woman, what's the difference? 
Why can't we be living our best lives, working on our businesses, doing what we want to do? I don't have a partner. Am I actively seeking one? Sure. But I can't live my best life. Like just this assumption that women are having fun makes people think we're out in the streets. And so the fuck what if I am in the streets? The man's be in the streets. He ain't gonna come knocking on my door. (laughs) So I do need to be in the streets. Hello, let's bring it full circle. This one guy though, he really grinded my gears. He was like, well, solo trips are never as fulfilling as when you travel with someone you love. And so I just had to do a hard stop right there. Some of y'all don't love yourselves and your advice is fucking trash. I have learned this and I have stopped listening to people because of this. I have learned that people need to start speaking for themselves. Speak on yourself when you talk about single shit. I personally do not find fulfillment in being alone. I personally do not find solo trips fulfilling. But to say you'll never have a fulfilling solo trip, what? Like, trash. It's just trash. Like it's just complete garbage to me. And this is the type of shit that has people waiting on life to start when they have a partner. And that shit pisses me off. Yes. Traveling with someone you love is great. Fantabulous. Okay, darling. But one thing I'm going to always do is I'm going to do my solo staycations. I love going to a hotel for a day too. And I ain't got no kids or man. And I still do a solo trip just because I just need time to be zen with myself. And so to say you'll never have a fulfilling trip if it's solo, as opposed to with someone you love, it's giving ghetto and it's specifically giving codependency. Stop normalizing this shit. People legit out here waiting on life to start at 23, 25, 30, 40, whatever. I had a friend tell me she wouldn't go to Paris until she had a man. Girl, go to fucking Paris and then bring your man back later. Hell, he might be in Paris. The fuck? <laughs> like, I just really need y'all to like, stop listening to people and their dumb shit. You know, this is why I've always made the case about, and this is why the show was titled what it is. It's not about people being single or in a relationship or married or not. Like the crux of the advice like the quality of the advice is about that person and their experiences and their beliefs. A lot of people like to project on single people or they are single and they're projecting their own fears and doubts about the single life. And I don't know, it just frustrates me that, you know, people be projecting and single people who are struggling may read that stuff and internalize it when really that's just that person speaking on their own issues I do solo trips every year. Like I said, I love my solitude. When I become partner, this is going to be even more mandatory. I started with this. I am a person. I have an identity. (laughs) I would really like to maintain said identity when I become a wife and mother. That requires loving and enjoying me. So I'm just going to continue to pour into Jasmine. And I want the same for everybody else. On that note, I do want to wrap up this segment with one of my biggest reflections on year 28. Uh, Being a single girl has always been so hard for me, especially as a Black woman, because of this strong, independent woman narrative. Me and many single women I know are independent because we have to be. Like, who's going to take this trash out? When I was moving, who go help me move? Who go get this new apartment set up? Like my independence became hyper independence over the years because 
I just felt like I don't have time to be waiting for people to do shit. <laughs> like, I want to see a movie opening weekend. I'm going to go by myself because I don't have time to be working around schedules. I need to get shit done around my apartment. I got to do it myself because people just got other shit going on. Like, those are just small instances. But with, like, bigger occurrences, I did finally realize that it was becoming a problem. And I refused to ask for help. I am, was the strong friend. And I wore that like a badge of honor. I hated showing weakness. And for me, needing help, asking for help was weakness. And so this past year, my mom got sick. I lost loved ones. I just had so many difficult moments in year 28 and I needed support. And I just came out and was honest about it. Like there were just times and there were just things during this year and I was just not okay. And not having a partner to see my spiraling day to day, it sucked. You know what I mean? But I did have people who saw through my facade and who forced it out of me. And there were times where I had to advocate for my own needs. And I had to stop hoping people would just read my mind. (laughs) Even men who I was dating, like, I just had to stop hoping that people could read my mind and just know, okay, like, I need help. I'm suffering. No, I had to start being vocal about that. That is one of the biggest learning lessons for 28 in the last year. I can't do life alone and I don't have to. It takes a village to raise a single girl. Like, I don't have a romantic partner, but I do have a community of like-minded, loving people who support me and who show up for me, okay? And it's not weak for me to need support or ask for it. Uh, Chapter 29 is just going to be a great year for me. I just know it because I feel it. (laughs) I want love. I want romance. I want regular bomb-ass sex, okay? retweet. I want love. I want romance and I want regular bomb ass sex, but I also want to continue to grow. I want to undo my indoctrination about aging and heal my old wounds. I want to be a light and I want to become a better me and my interactions with friends and men and family and just anyone. I'm actively trying to practice the woman I want to be. Sometimes I can be petty. Sometimes I can be a little vindictive, but I am actively trying to fight that and just be a better person and just be the Jasmine that I want to be. So I'm just super excited about all the things to come with this show, with this platform, with this book. I just want to cheers to the luxury of growing older and being a badder, wiser bitch. Hi guys, now it's time for the dating tip of the week. Be open to feedback. This can be from anyone, your friends, your dates, your family, whoever. If everybody is telling you the same thing, like, hey, you know, you're a little too giving when you first meet someone new, or hey, you're not giving enough or being open enough. If people keep giving you the same feedback, it may be time to do some introspection. Be open to self-reflection. Be open to feedback. All right, guys, now it's time for Down in the DMs. If you have any questions, want advice about anything, please send an email to listen to your single friend at gmail.com. Please put down in the DMs in the subject. 
I got some pretty cool letters. Um, I asked you guys for letters when I was um, basically doing research to do this episode. And um, I'm just going to pick something fun. Um, I'm going to name her Tamia. I said, just wanted to say, I love this show. Thank you, darling. Uh, I wanted to know that, I wanted to know now that it's getting towards the fall, what do you think are some cute date ideas besides going to a pumpkin patch or apple orchard? 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 <laughs> I feel like everyone does that in the fall. Um, did I tell y'all to start coming up with y'all own names? Because this is not always. Uh, we'll say that that was Tamia. <laughs> so thank you, Tamia, for your listener letter. Um, I thought that was a fun one as even though it is the last week of summer, um, I thought that that was fun because I mean, I do like going to pumpkin patches and stuff. I went to one last year with all of my friends, but um, what are some good date ideas for the fall? I think that you guys could go, oh, I'll just tell you some of the ideas that I've had <laughs> and been wanting to do. Um, there's this little town um, in the DMV. Like it's a little quaint town. It's this areas of its own. It's called Occoquan. Um, I've been there many times. It's super cute. It has these little shops. It's his own little community. It's super cute. Um, I was going to take a guy on a date there because they have like a winery, but they just have like these small shops locally owned. Um, so it's a great chance to support like the local community, but you can get some walking in and get to hang out, get to stop in all the different stores. Um, so just picking an area that just has um, lots of stuff to do and just kind of going around and having fun, you know, doing a prompt photo shoot, um, I think that that's a really, really good date idea because you kind of get a feel for what he likes to do. What type of shops does he want to stop in? Or is he just a go with the flow kind of guy? He just wants to hang out and just kind of see what kind of shops you pick. You know, I think it's something to be said about shopping with the person you're dating. I think it says a lot about them. <laughs> but there's also, you know, wine and there's food there. And it's just really fun. And it's just something different and out the box. Um, so that is one idea that I have. Um, with it getting a little bit colder, like let's make home dates, actual dates. Let's stop like coming over and watching movies. Let's play a game. Like there's so many get to know you, um, games that are all over the internet, um, where you can just kind of, you know, pull a card and get to know each other. I think that that's such a cute idea. Um, and it's something that I've been wanting to do. One of my friends, she has several decks, um, of card games for getting to know. So I'll go ahead and, um, try to get some names of some of the card games that are good for newer couples or people who are just starting a date. Um, but what I think with the fall is being more proactive about home dates. It should not just be movies, bake cookies with these dudes. How about you do pumpkin carving at your house? Like my friend just did a really cute date with the guy that she's seeing. It was a cute home date. Um, they did tie dye at her place. He brought over a tie-dye kit. I think they tie-dyed t-shirts or socks. I can't remember what they tie-dyed, but I was like, what the hell? Like, I love when people think outside the box. It was just the cutest thing. Um, a lot of these like paint with a twist companies will, um, send you the paint kit and the paint supplies. Um, and then I think you have to get online and do it, or you can do it yourself. A lot of companies are doing that, but they're doing it a different way, but do the whole paint at home thing where you get the easels 
then you get the painted supplies and you go through the whole process of doing the paint stuff. Um, I think that's super fun. Like, but let's just like make home dates better. <laughs> and I'm speaking to my basic ass self because I like to sit at home and watch movies and shit. Like, let's just chill. And there will absolutely be those chill nights. But I think like making something together or making like a fall cocktail, get on Pinterest and find like something cool you can make, like a bourbon drink or something fall and festive that you guys can make together. I think you don't always have to go out. I will say, get your picnics in. This is still a good time. I like the fall because you're in between very cold and very hot. The fall is perfect because I also like to wear boots, okay? So I think that you should get your pumpkin patching and your apples in, um, but I also think that there's some stuff that you can do at home and get really, really creative with. Um, but, you know, I think that dating is really just about creativity at this point. So, you know, still get those picnics in while you can still do that. Um, even set up like outdoor workouts or like something fun you can do outdoors, like, um, like an obstacle course or something like that, where you and the person you're dating are like racing against each other. I don't know. I got ideas for days. <laughs> um, so the man who's going to end up with me, we're going to be doing all kinds of crazy shit, but like set up obstacle courses for him. Ooh, scavenger hunts. I love scavenger hunts. <laughs> set up some sort of cute scavenger hunt. And at the end, you guys end up, um, you know, at the picnic or at the special place or, you know, at the freaking pumpkin patch. Hell, set up a scavenger hunt to get to the pumpkin patch. It's all about creativity. Get on Pinterest, get on the internet and just think, how can we take this a step above? So those are just off the cuff. Some of my ideas about how to make, um, fall dating fun, but I'm still here for the pumpkin patch y'all. Have fun. (laughs) All right, guys, now it's time for trivia. Trivia this week is, what is the leading online dating service based on paying customers? So this online service, online dating app or whatever is the top one based on the amount of people who are paying. Is it A, Match, B, Bumble, C, eHarmony, or D, Tinder. You'll have to find out the answer on next week's episode. All right, guys, that wraps the show. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited. I have so much to talk to you guys about. So many topics to (laughs) explore with season two. We are back and better than ever. And I'm so excited about this level up with season two. So thank you guys so much for supporting me. Um, with listen to your single friend, the platform, the podcast, the book, whenever the hell it comes out. Um, please, please, please continue to share the show. Make sure you review the show on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so. So far, rate the show and share it with your friends and family. Welcome back, guys. Talk to you next time. Hey!